Welcome to the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. First of all, uh, we have wrapped up our four series interviews with um, some of the students I have worked with through the years. And the feedback I have gotten from some of you who have messaged me have been great. I'm glad to hear that those interviews were helpful and it have helped you guys see kind of like what is possible and what you can accomplish as well. So thank you so much for, for listening to those interviews and, and finding inspiration on, on, on them. Uh, second thing is next week, guys, we're going to release a... a um, your questions answer type of podcast episode. Okay, so a few of you already have submitted your question using the Google form. We're going to post the link once again on the show notes, but I'm going to be recording that episode um, either later this week or early, early next week, like on Monday. So please, if you have any questions at all related to uh, canine rehabilitation that you want me to answer, please go ahead and, and send me uh, uh, um, that question through the Google form. You can choose to keep it anonymous submission or you can put your name. Um, I'm not going to mention names on the podcast just in case, but the only reason I ask for some names is that if I can uh, uh, make sure afterwards that I have answered your question, right? So that way I know who asked the question and I can reach back to you and make sure that I got it answered. Make sure you don't have any follow-up questions. Okay, and then today we have another interview, but it's a different interview, and I'm very excited to bring Kristen Smith for this uh, podcast episode. Uh, Kristen Smith has been uh, helping my own clinic, the KNIPT Run Our Google Ads, since early 2019. So we've been working together for four years now, and then also she uh, has been someone who has helped uh, quite a few of my students as well, making sure, especially when it when it comes to running their paid. Google Ads that, you know, they're setting up for success. But we talked a lot more than just pay Google Ads. We talked about Google in general and how to make Google work for you and your canine rehabilitation business. There's so many strategies out there that you can implement with Google uh, uh, that are not necessarily paid ads, but things that are really going to help bring you up to the top of the search engine. So when someone is searching for dog rehabilitation near me or you know whatever kind of stuff that way your 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 business is popping up on those top three and and it catches people's attention and we talked a lot about what you can do to help with that and we talked about also how you know google works and how it is you know one piece of the puzzle but it is a big piece of the puzzle and that's something that i wanted to share too it's uh, uh, it was um something that i really wanted to crack the code in terms of how to make google work for me because i wanted to build a sustainable like lead generation system because what happened with me back in the summer of 2018 i had been in business for about nine months at that point and i got fairly fairly busy but the problem is I got busy relying on word of mouth referrals and I got busy relying on networking, which were things that were taking 
a lot of my time to build those relationships. And what happened is as I got busy, then I didn't have the time to keep building on those relationships. And I remember in the summer of 2018, I went like eight straight weeks without a single inquiry, without a single phone call, a single email coming to my business of people interested in our services. And that was when I was like, okay, I can't keep going through those ups and downs of getting busy, getting slow, getting busy, getting slow. I need to figure out a sustainable way of keep getting these inquiries, keep getting those leads, even though I'm seeing the patients, even though I'm busy, right? And that's when I started going on this journey of figuring out how to make Google work for me. There's a lot of things that go into it. And it took me from that point on, summer of 2018, until we really cracked the code, a good like nine to 12 months. But I wanted to share with you guys what I did to make that work. So we're putting together, okay, we're putting together a, um, a downloadable document that you can go follow the link on the show notes as well, or go to our website, and you're going to be able to download that. Okay, so we're calling it the marketing 101 turning on your Google machine while stop worrying and over relying on veterinary referrals. Okay. And the reason why we call in marketing one-on-one is actually where Jill, our marketing coordinator and I were very excited that we're going to be putting together this marketing one-on-one series for you guys. And uh, uh, what we're going to be doing is little by little, we're going to release different uh, educational resources for you guys that are going to touch up on different aspects of marketing. So the first one I did want to touch upon was Google just because of how important it is and how well I know it has worked for me and other businesses in our field. But then we're going to be releasing other marketing one-on-one one educational resources on other topics as we move forward um, down the road okay so uh, um, this this episode is getting released on March 2nd now the one caveat you're gonna you can follow the link on the show notes the downloadable resource might not be ready March 2nd guys we're finishing up fine-tuning some of the 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 details for it but at the very least if you go follow the link on the show notes and you uh, sign up to receive the resource then once we have it done and we should have it done by next week at the latest okay then we're going to be able to email you right away so you make sure that you don't miss it and then if by any chance you're listening to this podcast episode later than march 2nd or march 3rd or something like that then you should be able to follow the same exact link go ahead and download the, the, the marketing one-on-one on Google right away. And, and that's going to be there afterwards. But I just wanted to mention just in case some of you guys cannot wait to get your hands on it. It just might take us a few more days after this um, podcast episode is released for us to get that out. Okay. And then stay tuned next week. Also going to have some uh, uh, cool announcements coming up as well for uh, um, something that you and I are also putting it together towards the end of March, okay? Can release many, many details just yet because we're still fine-tuning some of the stuff. But the one thing I can share with you guys is uh, uh, it is going to take place on April 1st. So go ahead and Saturday, April 1st, go ahead and just mark that on your calendars right now. We have something very, very exciting coming up that we're going to be sharing with you all, okay? And then... uh, um, a couple weeks later in mid-April, we're going to have a new group of the Business Accelerator program starting. 
Okay, we're going to have a new group of the Business Accelerator program starting. So if you have been waiting to go through the program, now it's going to be the time. And of course, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk a lot about that as well. Sounds good. So let me pass it along to Kristen Smith right now. And once again, if you have any questions about canine rehabilitation, go ahead and submit your Google form with that question, and I'll get that answer to you next week. Thank you. I'm very excited today to have Dr. Kristen Smith on the podcast with us. We're going to be diving deep into talking about Google and how to make Google work in canine rehabilitation. So Kristen, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, Fran, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So yeah, tell us more. Like, cause you, right, you, you are a doctor of physical therapy, actually, just, just like myself. So tell me more how you got involved into actually, you know, doing all this marketing and stuff and how this had worked for you, you know, with the canine rehab businesses. Yeah. Great question. So like Fran said, I am a physical therapist by, by education. Um, and it was, oh gosh, I think it was either the end of my first year of PT school or maybe the beginning of, of my second year. Um, you know, we were at that point in our curriculum, we were learning um, some different treatment treatment modalities, um, getting into like some diagnoses things and, and stuff like that. But I always wondered, and I, I started asking more questions in class of, okay, we're, we're learning all of these things, how to treat patients, but, but how does a clinic actually acquire a patient so that I could use these skills on mm -hmm. um, growing up, my parents had a had a business. So I was I was kind of business inclined and business minded. And, and I just started asking these questions in class and, and all of my professors. And even once I got into my clinicals and whatnot, I would ask them as well. And everybody kind of told me the same answer. Oh, Kristen, you don't need to worry about that. That's not going to be your job to, to figure out how, how to get patients. Um, but as I was in one of my second clinical rotations, I was in my outpatient rotation. I, I always noticed that people were just like chronically canceling. And I, I had a lot of downtime and free time. So I, I would bring it up again to my CI, like, hey, like, wh what do we do? How can we get these patients to come back? Um, and they would just always tell me, hey, like, that's not my bag. Somebody else will deal with that. And I just never liked the answer that professors and, and <laughs> CIs would tell me. Um, so I just began doing some research on my own about um, Google ads, about email mm -hmm. marketing. I started dabble into like, how can somebody utilize like Facebook and Instagram ads since direct access was was becoming more and more of a thing, um, especially as as somebody didn't require a physician referral to go see a specific physical therapy clinic. How of, of all the different clinics in the area, how can somebody choose like just one specific clinic over the other? Like what was kind of the psychological process that mm -hmm. that people went through? So just kind of doing some research on my own at nights during the weekends and things is, is how I initially dabbled uh, into some things. I started working with just a couple local clinics um, by doing just a couple like email marketing is how I initially got into things. Um, but I really wanted to tap into the Google space because Google is a platform in which there is intent. Like people go to Google to find an answer, right? Mm -hmm. Um and I started just taking more and more Google courses, learning about SEO a little bit, about Google ads. And by the end of my second year of PT school, I started forming relationships with um, a couple of physical therapists just kind of around around the US, ne networking and whatnot. Um, and I had kind of an internship, if you will, trying out some different strategies. 
Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. Just with my own networking, I started getting more and more clients because it was working and people were just kind of sharing their success. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been really cool how things have, have kind of come full circle. I actually um, don't treat patients anymore. I, like Fran said, I work mostly with the canine space with their Google ads. So whether it's canine physical therapists, whether it's um, veterinarians, I work with a couple like canine, like behavioral training uh, mm -hmm. in, in that space. So it, it's been really cool to see just the power of Google in this space. And I'm really excited to talk further about it today because it's it's been wonderful. Yes. Uh, thanks so much for yeah joining your story because yeah, it has been wonderful to to kind of like see us. So, you know, you you and I, we, we met back in 2018 around, you know, some of the same circles, but then it was in late 2018 that I was, I was like, I, I was telling myself, it's like, hey, I really got to figure out this Google thing. You know, I had been in business for a year at that point and some things were working, some weren't, but I was like, I feel like Google is is the one thing I want to try to crack it because just like you said, it is the platform that people go to to find uh, solutions to their problem, basically. And people are more and more searching for those solutions on their own. So then you and I got to to, to meet and chat more about it. And it's going to be four years now. Crazy to think it's going to be four years now yeah. that, that we've been working, you know, with, with our Google. And then you have helped, you know, many of the, the, the people around my circle kind of stuff. So, so let's talk about that. Like during that time period, what has been the 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 things you've realized that it, it really makes Google work so well for the canine rehab like business field. Yeah, for sure. So kind of going back to and I touched on it very, very briefly on in, in my intro is that Google is a platform in which people go to for answers. When something's wrong with their dog, they're going to Google first. Um versus like Facebook and Instagram, that's more of a social platform. Um, where, where it's, it's cool to see like cute dog videos, mm -hmm. cute photos, but people aren't really going to those platforms to find answers and solutions to their problems. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, I think it's a no brainer. So a lot of times whenever I have conversations with, with people in the canine space, they, one of the first questions they ask me is, okay, I've got maybe X amount of dollars, which platform do I go to? Mm -hmm. Do I go to Facebook? Do I go to Google? Uh, and my answer is always Google just because of the sole intent of why people go to that platform versus Facebook versus Instagram. I do think another untapped platform um, that I'm starting to learn more and more about that I think would also be great in the canine space is YouTube uh, and tapping in. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a, a generally untapped market for, for a lot of uh, areas, not just the canine space, not just healthcare, yeah. but in general. Um, so that's kind of my next project to work on is is YouTube, which you actually build a YouTube ad in the Google platform. So it's it's very similar in that, terms of the layout. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They, they all are interconnected, you know, so it definitely makes sense yeah. that, that YouTube and Google would benefit, you know, from from each other for sure. So so that would be cool to see what what you learn and in and what you know we can apply, you know, to YouTube as a platform. Yeah. Um but yeah, but you know, then talking about Google, I think one th good thing to distinguish, right, is that there, there are two things that we maybe keep in mind when we're talking about Google. We're talking about Google Ads, which is you know you paying to be in front of people, and we're talking about you know your Google business listing, basically, right? So tell us a little bit more about you know the difference you know between those things and and, and how to optimize those a little bit for canine rehab. Yeah, for sure. So 
a Google listing or a Google My Business page, that's going to be the thing that pops up on the right hand side whenever you go to Google something. So it's going to be like the business name, the mm -hmm. business hours, you'll see some reviews that pop up there, um, contact information, photos, things like that. That is something that is totally free that you don't have to pay for. I always recommend people starting with a Google My Business listing or, or page. Um, it's a great way for social proof. You can, any mm -hmm. any photos that maybe you have on your Facebook page or your Instagram page, you can very easily just upload them there because people are looking at photos, they're looking at mm -hmm. reviews. Um, so a Google, Google listing is gonna be what's on the right-hand side with general business information. You can click and go to somebody's website from that um, versus a Google ad is, is the paid version. Uh, an ad, you can mix and match different wording. Uh, you Say, for instance, if you specialize in, say, the arthritis population or like the CCL, you can make specific content for your ad for that specific thing. If that's your, if that's your niche and that's what you want to focus on. Google ads, um, Google allows you an X amount of real estate. Which mm -hmm. so whenever you guys are ready or, and at the point in your business to run ads, I want to make sure that you're taking up as much space that Google will allow you. It's just going to help you stand out a lot more from your competition. Usually, and I, it kind of depends too on your your demographics and, and where you're located. But a lot of businesses only utilize like two lines of what a Google ad gives them. But Google gives you up to like eight or ten lines, so you can make your ad really really long. Um, and that's just a really easy thing to do to make your ads stand out. But um, putting some money and and going into more of the ads route is going to help you get a higher ranking rather than just organic SEO. Nine times awesome. out of ten. Now, if you yeah. if you're the only person in your area doing any sort of canine services, uh, you're probably going to pop up first anyhow. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people around the U.S. that that have quite a bit of competition, so mm -hmm. ads are really great. Yeah, for competing yeah. purposes. And that's what I tell uh, uh, my students and, and and listeners all the time too. Is like it, that. That's the one thing that is really good about Google in our field is that the level of competition is much lower compared to if you are. Uh, a human physical therapist try to run ads for your business or if you are a veterinarian doing general practice and that kind of stuff and you're like the competition that you have for a space on google is much bigger because of all the clinics all the different people mm -hmm. around you that are trying to compete for that both organically and paid as well but with canine rehab businesses uh uh sometimes there is very little competition if any yeah. so it makes it easier to go to that top three of the organics and then even when there is some competition you know it's definitely not at that level of competition that it is if you're doing general practice of human physical therapy um so then for those people who you know so so definitely yeah google business listing is a must for anyone who is running their business it's it's free you can set that up and what would be some of the uh, simple things that anyone can do to kind of like optimize their listing on, on Google business? Yeah, great question. So even just some of the basic things like double checking, okay, is my business phone number logged mm -hmm. in here? Have Do I have my location that people can see? So it, and I mean, it's, it's kind of 50-50 if, if you're mobile or, mm -hmm. or um, a brick and mortar 
practice, um, but making sure that's on there if, you, if you're brick and mortar so they can drive and, and check out your space. Um, photos that I mentioned earlier, people mm -hmm. love to see the work that you do with, with your animals. Um, reviews, Google reviews are huge. huge um, yeah. so it, even if, even if you only have five clients right now or, or five patients ask each, each and every one of them, Hey, like if you've had a great experience here, would you mind? Here's the link. Would you mind filling me out a Google review? It helped me a mm -hmm. lot. Um, that's something Fran that, that you've worked on a lot in the past couple of years is really making sure you're having people fill out Google reviews and, and it, it means a lot. People look at those things. Uh, yeah, we did. We did a lot of those things. We continue to like, you know, cause Google, the one thing about any like social media platform and Google that they're always adapting, always changing, always updating things. So we're always looking for things still. To continue to optimize it, but definitely the Google reviews has been like a big one. And and usually what I tell people is is ask your clients to tell a story, to explain on the yeah. review what what was that you did to help them, you know, basically, you know, so it's not just, oh, here's a five-star review, you know, oh, it was great working with so-and-so. Like that that helps, that's better than nothing, but it it, it doesn't necessarily like connect with people right and then when you add a story to, yeah when you add that story to the review it, it it makes um it makes a big difference for sure and then the location yeah definitely you know adding the location if you have a brick and mortar location but you know for the mobile therapist over there that might be weary about getting into a google business listing because you don't want to put your location on it which a lot of times it's like you know you you might be using your home address as your business location there is a feature on google business listing that you don't have to show an address okay so just wanted to mention that to folks who might not be aware of it that even as a mobile canine rehab therapist you should still set up a google business listing and then you just uh, um, select the option of not showing an address so people are not finding your address not going to an address or you know um whatever it may be so then so then the the, the question becomes when when do you feel is the right time after someone has done you know the free organic Google business listing when do you feel is the right time for them to consider adding Google ads then to to their marketing strategy? Yeah, so I would kind of work backwards first and and think about the I guess Google journey if you will and thinking about the process of what happens so if somebody Googles and they find your ad, they're going to click on your ad and they're going to go to some portion of your website. So I would first answer that by saying, okay, is, is your website set up? Are your call to action buttons or your, are your forms um, linked properly? Can people go and, and fill out an inquiry form to at least have a conversation with you or a team member? So I would actually start there. So if your business or at least like a homepage landing page, something to send somebody mm -hmm. to, I would start there, make sure that that is just visually appealing, easy to read, gets the point across. You've got like your inquire about availability button or form that somebody fills out. I would make sure that that system is set up first because mm -hmm. that's the destination. Once they see the ad, that's where they're yep. going to go anyhow. So really before you start putting money behind some ads, I want to make sure that the destination that, that, that you're sending them to makes sense first. That makes total sense. And I feel that that's a point of frustration sometimes. A lot of people I have talked to that they feel like they have tried Google and Google ads and they spent money and it didn't work. 
And that, you know, and, and that's the reason why just giving a little pitch to the business accelerator program, but that's a big reason yeah. why when, you know, Kristen joins us as a guest for those Google calls, I pair up the same lessons to go along with how to optimize your website because it's, they, 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 they go, they need to go hand in hand to make this work, you know? And, and what I usually explain <laughs> is that Google's job is to get people to go to your website, but that's only 50% of the job. Then the, exactly. your website's job is to get people to take that next step with you. And if, if those things are not, are not in congruency and not kind of like not working together, you know, that's where you, you're going to suddenly be spending a decent amount of money on Google, but they're not seeing, you know, the, the, um, the results um, that short you can term. get from it, the short-term results that you can get from it. Right. So that's, yeah. The, yeah. So, so then I think that's, oh, a, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. We'll, Sorry. We'll I was going to say, I think that's one of the main things of frustration. If I were to maybe hop on a consult, call mm -hmm. with somebody and, and they're telling me like, Hey, Google's just not working. I always ask them, okay, what's your process? If, if I, mm -hmm. if I go find you on Google right now and I click on an ad that you have, where does that take me? What's your process? Do you, if once I fill out a form, what happens? And, and it's either that they are not getting back to that lead within 48 mm -hmm. hours max. Maybe it takes them a week to answer somebody. If, if I were that lead, I probably wouldn't answer your phone call either or join right. your business if it took you that long to get back to me. Right. Um, so just thinking about some of those things as well as, is what are your, what's your follow-up? Yeah. Like it's, it's one part of that customer journey piece kind of stuff. And it mm -hmm. all got to kind of like come, come together for sure. So then when someone is like, okay, I, I, I got, you know, at least a basic website set up and I would like to now go ahead and give it a shot at Google ads. Like, how do you help them decide how much they should be spending on Google ads? Yeah, great question. So from the couple of years that I've been specifically in the canine space, I've learned that 300 a month is a great place to start. Now, a, a lot of things kind of play a role in, into that. Demographics is going to be one. Competition mm -hmm. is another. I have some people who, who spend $200 a month because there's really not any competition in their area and there may be a a, a solopreneur and it's just them. And, and so it kind of depends how many therapists, is it just you? Do you have a whole team of people? I have some people who spend upwards of $1,200 a month plus in Google, depending on, on how many staff and, and what their wait list is and capacity and things like that. But I think 300 is a really great sweet spot to at least start and gather some data. Um, and then kind of making some adjustments from there. Yeah, and, and and for some folks listening, you might be like, "Oh my God, that's a that's a lot of money, right?" I don't like for me to spend on you know just one marketing thing every month, and not saying that it's not right, but when you break it down, it is ten dollars a day, you know. So so when you break it down like that, it's not that many, and then. You know, I know it, 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 it's it's very hard based on the demographics and location and stuff. But on on an average, give or take, if someone is spending three hundred dollars a month, how how many leads, how many inquiries would you say they could be potentially getting through their Google Ads? Then at that point in time, yeah, great question. I actually um, just had a relatively new client onboarded, and, and that's where we started with her with about the three hundred dollar a month range. Uh, and she got about 10 inquiries from that in, in month one, which is a pretty decent number. 
um, she was able to convert about four of them, which is great. So if you think of, okay, I, I spent $300, but my plan of cares costs what? 1200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's a great return on your $300 mm-hmm. a month investment. Right. Um, so that was just kind of one example of a relatively new client who had some pretty great success. I would say that's, that's pretty average starting if, if we're able to have a similar budget, that's, that's pretty average for the first couple of months. And then, and then we we're usually tweaking things on, on an every couple of day basis, weekly mm-hmm. basis. Um, and, and the first couple of months too, it's, it's, it might not always be a, a, a home run, right? There, there's going to be yeah. some sort of probably learning curve, you know, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Um, we haven't even talked about keywords yet, but that's one big thing of, of how you even create a Google ad is, is learning about what specific terms people are searching for. That way you can really make sure that you include those in the wording of, of mm-hmm. your ads. But I think, I think that's pretty average. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll definitely jump into the more specific and keywords and stuff, but that's a good point that you bring. It's like, I feel sometimes it's about working backwards in terms of like, okay, I'm spending, you know, let's say $300 a month on Google. And those, that example that you gave it, it's a, it's a pretty standard, I would say, example from, from people I have coached and, and myself too. It's like you get, 10, you get 10 leads, you convert four of them. But let's say at the very low end of the range, if, if, you're, if on average each, each new client is spending $1,000 with you, then four new evals means $4,000. So you just spent yeah. $300 on Google and you're getting $4,000 back. Like that's a tremendous ROI right there. And that's at the low end, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I know majority of my students and I know the numbers for my clinic, our average client spend is between $1,800 to $2,000. So then if you're getting four yeah. leads and you're spending even let's say $500, but you're getting $8,000 back in return. Great then, ROI. Then, yeah, great, great ROI. And then now we have Kristen's dog join us for the call a little bit, which perfect podcast for that. The UPS man is here. UPS oh man, that's gosh. all right. <laughs> Sorry, this is the, yeah. This, I tell people, this, I, tell, I tell guests, this is the perfect podcast if your dog wants to get involved. So no, no worries yeah. about that. <laughs> but yeah, so then let, let's shift to what you alluded when you're setting up a Google ad, because that's the one thing that Google ads gets much more complicated than a Google business listing. Google business listing is more straightforward. I feel with a with a tutorial or a video, uh, uh, most business owners can kind of like really set things up on their own, but Google ads becomes a different monster in terms of everything that you got to yeah. manage. So tell us more about the keywords, tell us about the setup and how that kind of like works. Yeah. So what's really, what's really great about the Google ad platform is there's a built-in tool that everybody can utilize. It's, it's free to use within the platform. It's called a keyword planner. So that's essentially a, a search for you to figure out what specific words people search for on Google. So you can plug in something like arthritis and you can see, okay, in, in your area, this is how many times a month that the word arthritis or dog arthritis, I should probably specify, um, is searched for. You're going to be able to see the level of competition in your area. You're going to be able to see, okay, a lot of people are utilizing this in their Google ads or hardly anybody 
-hmm. is using it. So it really gives you some some really honed in data about what would make the most sense to utilize. And it's not just one keyword that you use. We can we can group right. a lot of things together um, within your ad, but it's a it's a really great way to get specific in terms of what we're even targeting. Yeah, the keyword planner is great it, it, because sometimes we think because we're, you know, we are so involved in the business, right? As a business owner, as the clinician, that we think that people are searching for something when in reality, they're searching for something completely different, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the keyword planner, which you don't even have to run Google ads to just go and check it out. It can be a great tool, not only to figure out how to base your ads off. But even like if you're trying to figure out how to write blog posts, like, okay, what topic do I want to talk yeah. about a blog post? The keyword planner tells you what are people in your area searching for on Google. And then you can write blog posts about that, which in return is going to help with your SEO and with that organic search result of you kind of like getting higher, you know, yeah. on um, on Google. So then, you know, picking back on the keywords then let's talk about the negative keywords and how does that affect our ads and, and what we can do to optimize those? Yeah, great question. So I'm going to kind of lump this in with a topic of, hey, like I tried Google ads before, it didn't work. And one of the first things that I look at, maybe if, they, if we do a screen share and I'm in their account is every once in a while, I'll see some words that that people are searching for and, and that their ads are populating for. And some things just don't make sense. Like for instance, I'll use, I'll use your account brand as mm -hmm. one example. This was a couple of years ago. Your mm -hmm. ad was showing up for somebody who was Googling, like, why is my dog puking or something like right. that? Something totally unrelated. So I wanted to make sure that in the future, Fran doesn't get charged for research things like that or somebody plugging in like vomiting or something like that into Google. So what's really cool is you can go into your Google dashboard and say, hey, if there's anything that deals with like canine puking or dog vomiting or something like that, mark that as what's called a negative keyword. Make sure mm -hmm. that my ads don't show up when things like that are, are put in the Google search. That way it doesn't, because how Google charges you is if they click on your ad. Yeah which is really great. Um, and one of the other great things about Google that I love is it doesn't charge you whenever your ad just shows up. Somebody has got to click on it and that's mm -hmm. when you get charged. So I want to make sure that if somebody clicks on your ad, it's it's for the right reasons. You know, I would hate for, for Fran to keep getting charged if people keep Googling dog vomiting, right? Mm -hmm. That just doesn't make sense. So you're able to go in and really customize. Okay, so somebody's Google searching this and it doesn't make sense for my business, make sure my ads don't show. For that yeah. specific topic so it's really cool that that's even a feature yeah and that's good that you touch based on on how we get charged on google because it's different than social media platforms so if if if, if anyone listening has run ads on facebook or instagram like usually most of the ads and you can change it of course but most of the time we run ads on social media platforms you get charged every time that ads appears in front of someone which then on google is the opposite you only get charged if someone actively clicks on your ad, uh, um, you know, to go to your website or whatever it may be, right? And that's very different because it means you're not going to get as many leads in terms of volume that you do with an ad on social media, but the leads that you're getting are going to be a lot more specific to the thing mm -hmm. that you can do to help them because they, you know, 
if we optimize the negative keywords like you're talking about, people are going to be uh, 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 clicking on your ads, you know, with relevant terms that they have searched to kind of like find you. So that means, yes, on a per lead kind of basis, Google is more expensive than social media. But in terms of the quality of the leads, they're going to be leads that are going to be much more uh, um, qualified to basically work with you, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so then, uh, um, you know, you mentioned the keywords being a very common mistake that that you have seen that people have made, and the websites, you know, also being another one too. Are there any other mistakes that you feel are, are, are some of the common things that you tend to see when you're making these audits? Yeah, so I would say the the other biggie that I see is the location. So whenever you are mm-hmm. going through and setting up your your ad campaigns, what's what's really cool is you're able to set a radius. So regardless if you're a mobile or a brick and mortar location, and this is really great for mobile people mm-hmm. as well. So say say you only want to travel within a say 10 mile radius of, of where you live, you're able to tell Google, hey, only cast out Google search inquiries to 10 miles of where I am. Don't go any anywhere else or any further. Or you can plug in say st- specific zip codes, which is really cool. Um, it's easy to miss though, whenever you're going in to set up your ad. So mm-hmm. um, for you, Fran, you're in the Chicago area. So, and if anybody else is say in a, in a larger city, you're probably not gonna wanna cast the whole Chicago area, right? If, right. if you're say a mobile therapist there, cause Chicago is quite large. So just making sure that the location in which Google is casting out your ad makes sense for your business. I think it can be a real money suck if people are clicking on your ad and you don't want to be driving an hour to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Those are big, big things. Um, cool. And then is there anything else, any other main tips, any other advice that we didn't touch upon that you you, you want to share with the canine rehab business owners? Yeah. So I think we hit on a lot of just really great starter things i think one of the the main things that i really want to hone in on is making just making sure if you're if you're ready to start running google ads what's the process what's the journey uh does your website make sense do you have a a a destination to send them to and then again like what's your what's your follow-up with google Mm -hmm. and i think kind of any online platform in general um people want to be contacted ideally within 24 hours of, of filling out that form. So making sure you have some of those backend systems set up mm-hmm. first um, to optimize that because then your Google ads are just going to be a lot easier to run mm-hmm. for you and, and higher chance of, of working well for your business. Oh, yeah. And that can be a whole other call on like how to set it up, you know, what oh, yeah, happens after sure. <laughs> after someone got on Google. But uh, it's, 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 like I said, it's just as important. Google's job is just to get people to take that initial step on finding out about you and checking you out. But then there's so much that got to happen between that point in time and the time that someone, you know, becomes a client and they're sitting in front of you in the evaluating room, you know, kind of stuff. So wonderful. All right, Kristen. Um, I really appreciate you joining joining us for the call. I feel this is a topic that should be very, very helpful to our listeners. It has, you know, definitely um, 
it has definitely made such a huge difference, you know, in the canine PT clinic. And like back in the day, right, when I started working with you, it was just me being mobile, didn't have any yeah. help. You know, now we have 2,500 square feet facility, you know, a, a four therapists, a DVM, you know, plus administrative staff kind of stuff. And and Google has definitely been uh, one of the 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 main catalyst to kind of like make that work for us. Um, so if someone is interested in uh, hearing more from you and finding out more about your work with um, with Canary Rehab business owners, how can they uh, find and reach out to you? Yeah, so I think email would probably be the best and pretty quick to respond to to email inquiries. You can find me at Kristen Smith Consulting at gmail.com okay and i'll share that email as well under the show notes but i appreciate you Kristen. i appreciate all the work you have done to help me but also to help all the people in the in in, in my community and all the the people have have gone through the business accelerator and have figured out how to make google work for them you know because of you so thank you so much for all of that yeah, thanks so much for just putting your trust in me, having me on the podcast. And and I look forward to anybody who's listening here today um, to reach out and let's have a conversation. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at caninptacademy.com. That's hello at caninptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to caninptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheets, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.